Welcome to Inspired Surfers on Wavelength Community Radio in partnership with Jimmy's Iced Coffee. In this episode, Jim is in conversation with Nick Hounsfield, founder of the Bristol Wave. For over a decade, Nick committed everything into converting a dream into reality. The stress that came with it resulted in a stroke which he has fortunately recovered from. Nick is a huge believer in blue health and the positive impact that surfing can have on people's lives. And it's this that has given him the drive to get the project up and running in such a special way. Nick, how are you doing, man? Really good, really good. Yeah, it's great to see you. And you. I'm, it's, it's taken a while for us to get together for this, and we're finally here. And I'm, yeah. I'm so stoked because there's so much stuff I, I want to know. Um, and it's just it's just great that we're, we're finally here in this in this stage to um, to record this podcast. So thanks so much for joining us and welcome. Um, it's very very cool to have you on board. Thank you. Where where like what I can see that obviously no one else is going to be able to see because this is a audio podcast is in your your sat in I'm guessing your lounge. It's I don't know what it is. It's almost like a library um, wooden surfboard mecca. <laughs> yeah, so I can see, I think, a skateboard and a lyre, um, a shortboard, yeah. a longboard, um, a whole bunch of hand planes and a load of books. That sounds, that, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, this was, um, this was my lockdown, basically, um, from, yeah, from last year. Uh, I did, um, uh, long story short, I had a, had a big stroke last year. And this is the place where I did most of my rehab, actually, with, uh, with my dog sat by the fire. And uh, yeah getting um yeah plotting for the future wow that's cool listen your your that stroke that you had just diving straight in do you mind me asking was that like a stress related thing or i mean i wouldn't imagine it being a health thing because you seem like the healthiest person both physically and mentally um from your kind of outlook and what you're doing what you know what what happened there if you don't mind me asking um yeah i guess i guess it's a little it probably was a little bit stress related. Fundamentally, nobody really knows. Um, uh, but, but I was under a lot of stress. I think, um, maybe, maybe 10 years of trying to get the wave, um, out of the ground and open, um, and, uh, reflecting back upon that whole time was, was quite strange. I felt felt like I was in a real no man's land at that time. Mm-hmm. It was like so much of the build up was about building it and the excitement and that sort of energy that you get about trying to do something for the first time. Uh, and then the reality of and and the, I guess a little bit of the mismatch between the reality and um, and the dream uh, was was yeah quite. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly at the time. Um, and on top of that, you know, COVID broke out. Um, we, you know, we had a lot of um, Korean visitors because they were opening a, a wave pool down in uh, in South Korea. And we did have a lot of visitors from Korea. Uh, and there's a slight chance that I might have got one of the really early stages of Corona, um, uh, COVID-19, which we know uh, creates a bit of blood thickening, might have created a bit of a reaction to me um but you know bottom line is that's water under the bridge it's it's a really good time to reassess everything and get gain new perspective on life and work and everything um and yeah fundamentally i really do think it's a real stroke of luck um without being yeah 
too glib about it, but it really yeah. was. And are you all back on track now? Is everything like 100%? Uh, I'm like 85%, but I, I can speak now, which is good. <laughs> this uh, this podcast would be pretty uh, rubbish last year because I didn't <laughs> didn't have any speech. Um, yeah. But yeah, my speech has come back and it's all good. It's fine. Yeah. So uh, I'm probably 85% there and maybe I'll get to 90, maybe not, doesn't matter. Oh man, good on you. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm just so glad that you have recovered, and from what I can see, you're, you you look pretty pretty happy and you're smiling. So that's yeah, exactly. that's really cool. Yeah. When when I started um, our iced coffee company, it took us. I mean, I had the idea for a couple of years, but it only took about four and a half months to come up with a brand name, get the design done, find a manufacturer to make the product for us, do the product testing, make the product, sample the product out, see if people actually liked it, and then pitched it into retailers, and then we sold our first carton four and a half months later in on, on Selfridges shelves on April the 7th, 2011. And I'm, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm really impatient, and I quite like to get things done quite quickly. And, you know, four and a half months felt like a lifetime. You, you had to wait for how long since from your first kind of inception and your idea through to all of the, I mean, I, I mean, I remember even pitching in for the, um, for the crowdfunding stuff that you did. And, all of the planning and then obviously it's 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 a dream until literally the first wave gets pumped and and how long how long did you have to wait yeah it's pr- pretty much 10 years so yeah yeah just just a decade i mean <laughs> i mean hats off to you I, I i just couldn't sit around and not obviously not sit around because you're working your butt off to get mm. it all sorted but 10 years to then see the dream come alive on that first pulsing wave that comes out what um, was it was it almost an anticlimax, or was it as good as you thought it was going to be? Uh, no, it was definitely as good as it, I, I thought it would be when those first waves got, um, got pushed. Um, it was it was epic. Everybody was trying to stop me from being able to see it and try to create this sort of real threshold moment. But um, uh, we actually had all of the the wave garden, the, the guys who make the technology. They were they were coming around for dinner and. Um, they said, oh, my goodness, today was the most amazing day. We were just starting to test the waves. Um, and, um, and yeah, we got a – there was a swan that came came by and I've started to – Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and they were – you know, uh, the swan or two swans were the first people to surf – or first <laughs> animals to surf the wave. Uh, and, yeah, so this Spanish engineer was sharing me, um, you know, some video footage like, you won't believe this. Um, and that was that was literally my very very first um, uh, um, video footage of of our waves being being pushed, um, and they were trying to sort of hold me back and try to create a bit of a moment um, uh, on camera of me seeing the very first waves. Um, yeah, it wasn't anticlimactic at, at all. I think the 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 bit that was. Um, like I said before, which was slightly strange, was when we very, very first opened up to customers, and suddenly w- realised that there wasn't there wasn't really an end to this process. We were then right right at the beginning of yeah. delivering. Um, so that sort of ten, it's like your very first um, coffee being given up, given out to a customer, a paying yeah. customer. And waiting for that suspenseful sort of feedback from them, um, and knowing that they're probably going to in front of you say it's going to be great, 
Um, but knowing that over time uh, we will start to get real proper feedback from what we're doing, how we're delivering things, um, and the sort of the good, the bad, and the ugly of uh, doing something for the very, very first time with a lot of pent up demand and uh, <laughs> anticipation about what we're doing. Um, so yeah, it's it's been yeah, it's been a journey. <laughs> I and I, I take my hat off to you, man. I think it's it's incredible what you've done. I, I don't know how I've I've been there. I think over over ten, fifteen times now, and I I absolutely love going there. I said to someone the other day, I, I think people have their own versions of what the wave means to them. And um, I've only been to Vegas once in my life, and that was for a stag do. And I I, I just think it's a healthy Vegas. You just okay. want to, <laughs> you keep handing cash over because you always win. You're you're always <laughs> always winning. Um, and uh, yeah, I just want to. I just want to get out and just go and put my card behind <laughs> behind the counter and just say, just book me in for the next session. Book me in for the next one and the next one and the next one. And we did. Um, we 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 camped there uh, about five or six weeks ago with my family and a, and another couple and then another another two families. And we had. I mean, the weather was ludicrously good. It was so baking hot, and we just had mm-hmm. the most amazing weekend. And those. I mean, for those of you who are listening, if you haven't been to like the the camp setup it, it feels like um a cross between like an african plane mixed with a maldives kind of boardwalk so you kind of want to jump off the side but you're actually just going to land in long grass but those safari tents are so nice just to properly kick back in and and relax and then you know once once you know that you're you get your timing right you can just stroll around the corner you don't even have to worry too much about your briefing. I mean, yes, you've got to listen to your health and safety bits, but you just know what's going on and you don't have to get in the car. You don't have to check wind direction. You don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Just like booking the dentist, but way more fun. You can book to go surfing, which I just think, you know, when when we were younger, because um, we're, we're fairly similar ages, you wouldn't even think about having like a, a an actual proper working wave pool. You'd have a wave pool that you'd find in some kind of like Disneyland where you sit in a Ringo yeah. and stuff, but you never actually thought of a breaking wave. And to have that now when we're all still physically able to do it, I mean, it's so cool. And when we when we take a 12-year-old, 13-year-olds there, they just absolutely lose their mind. And I, I think, you know, you've done such a great job for so, so many people. And, and it's testament because people travel so far and wide to come and experience what you've what you put your heart and soul into. And without your heartbeat and your kind of drive and effort it just would have never got off the ground because there's I, I i would imagine if you said to someone this is how long it's going to take you this is how much work it's going to cost and you're not going to ride the first wave for 10 years are you still going to get involved and i don't think anyone would do it and i think you know you, you've got to be so proud of that i think it's just it's incredible thank you yeah that's kind words and i've never i've never been compared to uh, booking a dentist before but that's that's definitely that's definitely new one. <laughs> <laughs> but just 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 the fact that you can book it that's it that's it. Uh, exactly that's i know i know i know the the meaning of it it's yeah it, no it, it's it is bonkers that you know I, if i reflect back to you know probably nine and a half years ago uh when we first um went to wave garden and see seeing um waves just literally pop out of a of a lake in the middle of the Basque country and and you know honestly tears rolling down my eyes uh rolling down my face um seeing it for the very very first time and realizing that that was that was the destiny that's that's what i was there to now get on and deliver uh you know amongst a you know uh a, a, you know a pretty 
pretty ambitious sort of social agenda that I wanted to to create. Um, it was, yeah, it was great. It was, it was, you know, it was just a very, you know, very second, second, you know, very close second to seeing my kids being born. It was like, oh my goodness. It's like, that is what I need to focus my time on now. Um, that, and this is, this is the future. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing the Basque country, the lake being put up and just like the, the kind of makeshift tarpaulin that just kind of like was around the lake. And it just oh, being... it was super ragged when you look back at it. It was like yeah, looking was like, back then. It was like oh, real cutting edge. And now looking at what we've built compared to how we were back then, yeah, um, yeah, it was real Heath Robinson kind of style. But um, yeah, it, it it worked, and it totally sold. At least gave me the impetus to be able to go. We you know if we build even if we build that in Bristol, that will be completely rammed all day long yeah um, 100% uh, and and obviously yeah it's it's escalated a little bit <laughs> just just a tiny, tiny <laughs> bit what, what made you go to bus country aside from seeing it on a youtube video because i think everyone's seen it on youtube and then some people will go there to check it out but did you have it in your head that i'm going to go and look at this because i've already i already know i'm going to try this as my own business uh, no, not at all. No. Um, so I was starting to have a look at um, trying to create some kind of health and well-being destination, something that would really have a, a really positive impact on people's um, yeah health and well-being and create a destination. Because I used to be an osteopath and I was and I loved my job, but I was quite frustrated that um, uh, I was you know only being able to help people you know, literally one, one appointment at a time. Mm. Uh, and I thought actually if we create a bigger space where people have, you know, uh, um, some kind of, um, like opportunity for being, having a more healthy existence, um, in a, in a big, big area, um, or a big destination, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be great? I think we can create some real impact, um, through, through that. Um, and so I was starting to look at, um, you know, places that have done it really well, like Eden Project, uh, Eden Project particularly was was one of the areas where um, I'd looked at. And so I called up Tim Smith, um, uh, who who's the founder of the Eden Project and said, look, this is this is my idea. And, and it was just after I'd seen the Wave Garden video and I said, look, maybe I can put surfing right at the heart of it because, you know, I've been surfing for 45 years near enough uh, and you know absolutely love it as a sport as a hobby as as the place where I go to feel happiest um, and and I so, said like if we can amalgamate all of that together in Bristol which has got like amazing connection from London and from the north from the you know from the south and from the west um, I really think that that could work um, and um, and that was you know that was the moment, you know, when he said to me that that is that's a, the most ridiculous idea, and you have to do it. Yeah, that was the sort of that was the real um, moment whereby it was like, right, let's let's go for it. If if somebody like Sir Tim Smith can look at an old quarry and go, this could be like one of the wonders of the world. Um, yeah, let's do it. Why not? Yeah, and fundamentally, why not? Yeah, you know, who, who who's going to stop me? And when you've got those two sentences of this is the most ridiculous idea, you must go and do it. Like they're, they're polar opposites, aren't they? But they come together as 
as Perfect. what will then become magic when people go and actually ride those waves. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so sick. So you've been surfing for, as you say, 45 years. Mm-hmm. You, it was your dad that introduced you to surfing. He was a sailor, is that right? And he used yeah, to he loved, surf yeah, on and stuff? Yeah, he loves, loves sailing um, um, and loves water. That, that was definitely his medium. And that's something that got completely um, ingrained in me from a young age. Um, and yeah, we used to go to Cornwall um, most, most summer holidays. Uh, and I learnt learnt there um dad was a rotten surfer actually uh he was was really not great um but he was so high-spirited and really wanted to be that um amazing uh, but you know amazing sailor and uh, you know fundamentally yeah an epic dad as well um and he just always um taught me to just um yeah just enjoy life he was a very very happy go lucky guy um and very well loved and um and yeah so it's something that's really you know been ingrained in me to yeah to to continue over over time and yeah and obviously here I am now like fully fully immersed in it every day every waking day yeah and and your your dad sadly passed and did he did he pass while you were building the wave or did he get to see a wave break or, or was it too- I wish no no I um you know, I, I think that that was well. I know it was it, that was that was the reason why really um, mm. is that uh, yeah he he got uh, terminal cancer and diagnosed in two thousand and early two thousand and ten um, uh, pancreatic cancer and actually he yeah he died um, on the operating table. We we went in to go and see him just uh, just in his last moments really. Um, and that was that was the moment where I I said to him I made I made a promise to him that I was going to do something big bold something that would make him proud uh, a real legacy for him but also something that would really impact people's health and well being um, on a much bigger scale and that became became the real sort of yeah I guess the real the real thing that has always driven me so you know you ask you ask about how do you keep that up for 10 years it's, it's actually super easy it's yeah. because i had a very very clear direction of travel and uh, a very heartfelt reason for doing it um, yeah. and i'm sure you'll be able to uh, yourself and many other people who are entrepreneurial in spirit uh, but if you've got a solid why a solid purpose for doing something there's no reason you should ever ever stop that could basically just be the end of the podcast because i'm about to burst into tears (laughs) (laughs) oh dude like just gonna compose myself for a second that's right man That's amazing. Um, yeah, I, uh, it's that whole purpose thing, especially from your dad. Like, wow, um, my old man passed like eighteen months ago, and there are those days that it just kind of hits you, and you realise how useful they are and how yeah. they can 
I don't give you all that. It must have hit. It must have been hidden drive for you for those ten years without you even knowing it. That there's um all that stuff from your old man, which is very very cool. A hundred percent. You know, it's it, it's the thing that gets you through the days when you're going. This isn't going to happen. Yeah. You know, all those all those moments when you doubt yourself, uh, doubt your ability, doubt your inner strength. But yeah. it's something you just go. I've 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 got a north star here. I've yeah. got to go for it, and that's 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 just what you you do. What you do. And also surround yourself with amazing people who who you know not just buy into your vision, uh, but properly it um, uh, it becomes their own DNA. Something yeah. that it's a it's a scratch. Sorry, an itch you just can't help scratching. You just yeah. got to keep going. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Were you were you landlocked as a as a child in terms of going when you used to go to Cornwall for the summer? Would you would you not have the sea nearby on the daily on on the daily? No, not at all. So, uh, so yeah, I was so born born in Epsom in Surrey. Um, my my family um, we've got a lot of family actually from Truro from the Gower Peninsula, uh, and my particularly my grandma, um, my my dad's dad's mother um uh, yeah she was from the gower and uh she had a place down in um uh what's it called sort of near near sort of worthing brighton sort of area a little place mm-hmm. called middleton near littlehampton mm-hmm. um and um and that's also when we we you know spent most of our summers at weekends going and visiting her and that's when we do sailing fishing uh, surfing if there were some waves just breaking off the breakwater yeah. um, and again she was just you know she 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 got in the water every day she was just uh, fanatical about it and I think that that's something that's really ran through the family um, so whilst I wouldn't be there every day um, but I'd be there most weekends in the summer um, and hankered after it I'm a massive fisherman as well I love it so a lot of my spare time was fishing being by water my first job was being a bailiff at um uh in fisheries um carp fisheries and trout fisheries so as long as I was by water then uh I was all good and what's your favorite style of fishing at the moment ah spear fishing at the moment uh yeah um yeah I've suddenly realized that yeah, just standing on on a boat, boat or by a shore, hoping that there might be a fish around, um, is bonkers. Yeah, why not get get in the water, um, go on a bit of discovery. Discovery. Sometimes you see fish, and something that you know you can take back and and uh, you know be able to cook up. Um, but if not, you've just had the most amazing experience snorkeling. So. I love it. I'm a complete, complete convert. It's a win-win situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have you got your breath hold down to, is it suitable levels? Yeah, about about five seconds. <laughs> <Right back to laughs> <the surface. laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I've, I've um, yeah, I've, I actually haven't got, I haven't got brilliant ears anymore because I've, I've got really bad surface ear and, and, and I can't equalise them brilliantly. So, uh, so I stay relatively close to the surface, but uh, most of the places that I've been is uh, we don't need to go super deep anyway. So yeah, yeah, it's all good. And where's home for you now? 
Uh, Bristol, yeah, um, on the Gloucester Road in Bristol. Um, so it's like 15 minutes to get to the wave, which is great. Uh, love living in the city it means the kids can wander around rather than getting in the car and all the rest of it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's all good here. Um, and yeah, we disappear down to the coast wherever we can. We've got like a tiny little caravan in the middle of some woodlands in a little secret spot. And we're all, yeah, it's it's all good when we're able to get there. That sounds so nice. And your your kids are they are they massively into surfing? Yeah, I've got um, three kids, three boys, uh, sixteen, uh, fourteen, and eleven. Sixteen-year-olds, uh, yeah, it's, it's like really, really um, benefited from from the wave being open the last year or so. Uh, you know, his it's like real testament in terms of of how you can progress very quickly, particularly if you're a bit young, um, but particularly if you've got regular access to decent waves. I mean, the guy's just absolutely, I mean, he's catapulted about 30 years beyond me, <laughs> um, literally 30 years. It's slightly, slightly galling, but I've, yeah. I'm supposed to be really proud. Um, but no, I'm, I'm actually really, really disappointed in myself. Um, <laughs> Um, but no, it really shows that if you've got access to regular frequent waves of good quality, uh, you've got decent kit, you've got people around you who don't intimidate you. You've got your own, your own space to, to, to express yourself. It's, it's all out there to achieve. Um, my middle son loves bodyboarding, absolutely loves um, bodyboarding and, uh, gets pitted yeah, way way more regularly than the rest of us um my my youngest is just trying to keep up with the others and i'm sure will uh, annoy annoyingly be better than the others uh as they should be yeah picking out their faults and using it to their advantage <laughs> exactly yeah Do, have you had a uh a family session where everyone's gone home and you're like right turn the machine back on and we are gonna just surf into the evening by yourselves oh uh, wish um no we had um before we opened uh and before the lake was f- you know f- um fully filled um myself and craig my business partner um and families came in and had the most amazing swim it was like it's just crystal 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 like maldives water um mm. it wasn't quite fil- filled yet um and then in the very first lockdown uh we had to push some waves um because we would I, I was doing um as part of my stroke recovery was just cleaning the lake basically I was the, the most glorified um pool cleaner in the world <laughs> and um and we had to push some waves and we caught caught some waves just sort of body surfing and stuff um which was incredible um but other than that no there's not been uh yeah uh, times where we've just been able to do family sessions I'm sure it'll happen uh, yeah. at some stage but we've not particularly had the most uh, amazing week f- uh, amazing year for being able to do do stuff like that because yeah we've been almost locked down more than more than we've been opened yeah with businesses or modern day businesses it doesn't feel like many people pass their businesses onto their onto their children and their children's children it's not like some kind of family baker that kind of just goes on for generation and generation and I don't necessarily think I'd ever want to pass on my business to my kids because retail is 
just so unbelievably fickle and it's 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 not the like the heartwarming lovely business that most people think it is i mean we can mm. pick that when we can and it can be good sometimes but it's uh it's not one to pass on is this is it something that like your your boys might want to go do you know what dad i'm going to be chief visionary officer when when uh, when you don't want to do it anymore good question um look i'm i'm not going to put any any kind of uh, pressure on any of my kids to to have to do uh, you know continue what we're doing I, you know fundamentally they absolutely love the experience the product which is always a really good starting point yeah uh, i think i've because they've literally grown up over 10 years um understanding what it takes and what and the purpose, I guess, the why again of why we're doing it and how important it is that this isn't just a place that you just surf. This is uh, or has got the potential to continue to be a place that makes people very happy, very healthy. Um, and there's a real scale to it, the fact that we can do this over and over again. Um, that might float one of their boats, and that's fine. And, and I'd encourage that. Um, but equally, I'd encourage them to forge their own pathway, whatever they want to do. Um, but you know, it's no, it's no, it's no. You know, I, I was I was an osteopath like my dad um, because we actually had ma- you know really similar values um, and wanted a lot. Um, yeah, we just we just had a very very similar outlook on life. Um, I can imagine that my kids would have a similar outlook on life, mm. but maybe they'll take it in a different direction. Mm. Um, but there'll never ever be any pressure from me to do that. And for me, this is this is a this isn't passing something down to one generation. I really, really believe that what we're starting is something that's going to be around for hundreds of years. And I really try, you know, as chief vision officer it's about looking at that long, long, long game, um, you know, that infinite game, making sure that we get right, you know, what what will this look like in a thousand years, mm. pro- you know, providing, and this is part of it, is providing that we haven't um, self-destructed our planet. Um, like, how can we be part of making sure that we're, we've got a really bright future mm. whereby the planet's protected that we've got much greater equality across the whole of society and what part can we play in that uh, as something that is very attractive as a sport, as a hobby, as a really great marketing opportunity, but create a place whereby we can, we can have those conversations, sometimes potentially tough conversations um, to try and make a difference. Um, So for me, for me, when, you know, when the wave was opened uh, and we realized that it was a really great place to catch some good waves. But I think some of the some of the issue that I had personally was going right. Well, this feels like it's not even started. Uh, You know, everybody's like like particularly media going, oh, this is really great. We can now surf waves. And I was almost disappointed in myself because it felt like we hadn't still started. That was very, very much a, a small part of the jigsaw about the fact that we made waves. I could very quickly see that those weren't, we hadn't got the accessibility for people of all ages, all backgrounds, all abilities, and that we were going to have to still work 
really hard to be able to create that um, that access. Um, so a big part of me then coming back from having had a stroke and being committed to coming back um, because I could very easily have just, um, you know, not, um, uh, was about that's my remit now. We've got this amazing place we've built, but now it's, it's, it's our, you know, you know, it, it's ha- absolutely has to be uh, a place that's now accessible for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's what you know, 99% of my time is, is working towards now. You've, you do this, you're part of, or you have created this thing called Blue Health. Was that something that was coined by, is that, a, is that something that you've come up with or is it something that you have associated yourself with? Um, yeah, very much associated with it. You know, um, most most of most of the stuff that I'm involved in is, I'd say I'm like a classic magpie. I go around looking at shiny stuff and nicking it. Um, <laughs> I think it's a magpie or is it a jackdaw? I can't remember. Um, but anyway, I, you know, I I I, fi- I I I collect really amazing ideas from other people and try to pull them together in something that is more cohesively deliverable and surround myself with amazing people who can help me deliver stuff. Um, uh, and, um, and blue health is, is a good example of that. So it's, um, something that I was introduced to by this incredible person, Chris Hines, um, who was one of the founders of, uh, surfers against sewage and was sustainability director at, um, the Eden project. Um, and has been working with me um, for pretty much the whole ten years. Um, to and and you know he he very much instilled in me this idea about blue health, green health, and um, and realised that you know there's there's something in there that we can bring that healthy healthy vibe from the oceans back to back to somewhere inland uh, that hasn't been done before. So it's very much his thinking um, or other people's thinking that he he allowed me to uh you know impar- imparted on me and then working people like Eski Britain who's one of our uh, ambassadors who you know has done a lot of research into that um that whole field and talking to her for many many um months about it so yeah again it's like collecting like the most incredible people and then go right you know what is this let's let's gather that information let's create a blue health report that fundamentally uh, allows us to create a communication tool to be able to talk about blue health. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, off the back, of, I, you know, I, obviously I had my, my stroke and I actually used blue health to, to get myself back and recovered and strong again. Um, and so now I'm like the most, um, uh, I'm like the strongest advocate of it because it's helped me so, so brilliantly. Um, yeah. and, and now it's something that I always wanted to share, but now I've yeah got such a passion to make sure that people have got access to that who need it. Well, you're doing a great job of it so far. Um, your, your stroke obviously gave you a big reset and a big kind of like, right, I need to figure out how to, how, how I can continue going, but at a, at a safe, on a safe level. So I can imagine you just working every hour, um, God gave you before, before that all happened. So what, what does a, what does a current week look like for you work-wise? Are you still, is it still really, really 
hectic or do you actually have rules for yourself now? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm probably a bit of a rule breaker, so it's not great to uh, put rules in front of me, but I get, uh, I get some guidance from my board of directors and, and, uh, and investors. They, you know, they've been incredible um, in terms of managing me um, over the last month because last month, last year, because I just wanted to get back. I could see, see where things have gone wrong. I wanted to make them right. Um, and um, they're very good at making, making sure that they're keep that I'm keeping on a much more long-term plan for me. I honestly, I wake up most days wondering but first of all thinking I'm lucky to still be alive and that sounds very cliche but most days when I wake up um, I do think oh I got through a night um, which is a, a weird thing to think but I can't help thinking about that yeah um, and that's just part of the process I think and and, and that creates a real urgency because like oh you know what what if what if this is my last day, which is great. It's very liberating mm. because you want to just get on and do stuff, mm-hmm. but it's no way to live in terms of the adrenaline that that can create. So my, my team have been really great in making me focus on that long term. It's like, you don't need to be hundred percent yourself today. Uh, you can be 60% yourself today and let's maybe let's half, do a half a day today we want you here in a year's time, in five years' time, 10 years' time, 15 years' time. Yeah. Um, nothing is so urgent right, 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 right now mm. that you have to kill yourself over it. Yeah. Um, so, so it puts a bit of perspective in that, that doubt. Um, but it's, you know, it's something that I'm still 100% figuring out. It's, I, I, I have a, I've got a bit of a weird mindset at the moment. I'm still trying to navigate like loads of people. Um, but yeah, it's something that I'm working on. Someone mentioned to me that just try not to sweat the small stuff because mm-hmm. you can get so livid about the most small and tiny thing that if you saw someone else reacting that way, you would instantly just go, dude, don't worry about it. And it's, and it really is about like trying to just step back just for a moment to go, it's really not that important. Let's just get through the day and it'll get resolved. Yeah. It's absolutely fine. And yeah, we, we come across that every day. There'll be a little niggle that kind of just gets you emotionally. And you're like, I just don't need this right now. Um, yeah. And it's amazing how it can get your heart pumping. And you're like, I just, no, I'm just going to walk away and go and take a breath and just get my, pull myself together. Yeah. I mean, it's good because it, it, it stirs up the passion and, and the things that you know, your desires and wanting to be better and all those kind of things. But then you yeah. need to really quickly step back and go in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. is this really important? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, without a doubt, you know, things like your family, way more important. Um, yeah. You know, uh, you know, it just puts perspective on stuff, really. Totally. I'm going to move out of um, the wave stuff for a mo and just do a couple of just quick fire questions before we round up, if that's okay. Of course. So your favorite wave aside from the wave uh, in the world mm-hmm. is? I can't tell you. Or you can have two. 
Well, I only need, I, I definitely know my one, but I probably shouldn't say where it is. But it's 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 in uh, in Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago area. Okay, uh, around it's, there. It's the most perfect right hand point break I've ever seen um, and ever served. Wow. And yeah, it's beautiful. It's like the wave, but probably twice as long. And um, uh, it, it's actually, it's as tropical as it is at the wave right now. I was about to say it's twice as warm, but it's, it's just like it is in Bristol at the moment. Uh, maybe a few more fishes. That's about it. Yeah. Is it, is, it, um, is it fickle or is it fairly consistent? That's my last question uh, on that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's more consistent than everybody else thinks. Ah, <laughs> jumps on Google Earth. <laughs> uh, and now you said that that's a right-hander. Are you um, are you goofy or regular? What's your favourite? Yeah, regular. Um, my favourite is I don't have a favourite actually. I think um, uh, I'm, I'm particularly particularly at the wave. I love I love the left because they're normally a little bit quieter. So you normally get more yes. waves per set than uh, um, uh, than on the right. But actually, I just love it all. I don't. I don't care. I just. I just want to be in the water. Do you have a favourite setting at the wave? Um, like for progression, I think the advanced plus setting is really, really, really fun. I mean, you know, uh, the barrels are amazing. But in terms of really trying to work on technique, that's really good. And the intermediate's really good because you 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 bridge the gap between people who are really coming up and improving and people who are wanting to step down and work on their their technique and actually i think you then get a really lovely melting pot of people who of all abilities um and and i think that that's a really fun fun sessions to go on yeah i've got i'm actually coming up next tuesday and i've got a an intermediate left because i'm goofy and i'm bringing my longboard because i just want to i just want to learn just just practice the whole time got an advanced left straight afterwards as well and i'll either do, do the same again or i'll take the i've got a i got bought a really lovely seven four single fin for my birthday and that's just been i've i've had probably four or five sessions maybe even six sessions uh, on that board and just 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 learning the board mm-hmm. and learning how to surf the wave was just really really fun so um uh, yeah it's i think that's that's been one of the marked things that i've really noticed over the last year is that you know taking a board there and then just just using it time and time and time again and being able to realize that there, you know, there's definitely some boards that work better than others, but actually any board's really good once you've just work out how to use it. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, or use it in, in, in the best way possible. Um, and I think that it's really our own limitation as humans rather than, than the board. Um, you know, I think that, you know, you've only got to look at amazing surfers coming and they could, just give them any board and they'll do really well on it. It's just yeah. then about figuring out how you can get the best out of it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's been, it's been a bit of a revelation rather than running around trying to find the perfect board is actually me trying to improve rather than the board trying to improve. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. I've got a friend called deck who, um, who works for a big distribution company who import firewire surfboards. And he was saying that, Firewire now have, or they're in the process of making a a, a way a, a board just specifically for wave pools. Mm-hmm. 
which I think is pretty cool because you just think, well, surely it's just a wave is a wave. But I guess they're, they're doing so much research into it and the fact that it might needs to, it needs to be a little bit more buoyant because it's not salt water and all of that kind of stuff to then just make a wave, a wave pool board. Yeah. I, you know, I think that, I think that that is, that is, a, that is potentially a thing, but uh, the r- reality is that we've got the vagaries of, of humans in there in their ability, their height, their size, their weight, and all the rest of it. Um, yeah. and I don't, there's a little bit of a buoyancy difference, uh, but I don't think it's, it's massive. I'd be interested to see how I'd, I'd be interested to ride that wave pool board. Um, because, yeah. uh, yeah, I've tried a few, um, and, and they're definitely, is definitely different to the ocean. Um, so my favorite wave pool board would be different to the one, um, in the ocean, but, um, not yeah. remarkably similar. We're talking about a couple of liters or slightly different construction methods, and that's it. Yeah. And so, if you, if you had one uh, one board for the rest of your days, what's it going to be? Really, um, yeah, that's a really good question. I, I found the perfect um, board for me right now with my weight, and I've got got a little bit of puppy fat to still lose and all the rest of it um uh but uh, i've been using a um uh sunday machado uh board which has been really really good and it just seems to hit the perfect spot for me um what size that's all i'm after i'm after the six eight of one of those uh yeah so i'm using a five ten one of those but i know i know it works really really well as a mid length, uh, or a, you know, really long short board. Um, it's really, it's really, really good. It is really, really good. Um, cause it's got that it's such, it's so easy to paddle into. Um, and then it's, it's nice and loose and you can, you can set it up as a single fin with a couple of side bites or it goes real well as a single fin. But actually there's, um, a board I, I bought it off off ebay many many moons ago because it looked really lovely it was like um uh, a lovely um six four made by oblong which is a a uk based um guy from Hale, um and it's like um it's based on a on a board i think uh like the takiyama scorpion so it's like it's six four but it looks it looks like a long board but it's obviously really really short so it's like having a few wow. uh, a few feet cut out of it and it's just a single fin but it's amazing it goes on every single setting really well i've got barreled off my nuts on it uh you can nose ride it because basically it's so short you can just plonk your front foot and and your 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 toes are on your nose um it's so fun it's such a fun board um <laughs> So yeah, if, if ever you see photos of me nose riding, that's that little board because it's that's just epic. Um, and then if I want a long board, then without a doubt, um, yeah, I'd be going down a, um, one of the skin dog boards are amazing. You know, they're yeah. super light, super fast. Um, and I've got so many barrels on the left with, uh, with the peacemaker, the, 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 uh, skin dog peacemaker. It's just ridiculous. So yeah, really fun. Cool. Well, Nick, I just can't thank you enough for your time today. It's been so amazing to get all this fantastic information about uh, out of you and, and what you're up to. Your your 
your outlook, their life is full of givers and takers, and you are very, 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 very much in the giving camp. Um, you know, even just from osteo, that's about helping people. But you know, your vision to you can't just help one person at a time; it needs to be more. Is has been like clearly demonstrated and executed beautifully. And um, just hats off to you. You are you are a, a genuine, true inspiration, and I can't thank you enough for your time. And long may you just get more, more and more successful with your plans and what you want to do and thank you so much for your time oh thanks Jimmy. i really really appreciate it and yeah let's get some waves on tuesday